Hello and welcome. This is Talk the Plank, episode 36 of Pittsburgh Pirates podcast on SB Nation's Bucks Dugout. I'm Nathan Hirsch, and today got a little solo pod action for you. I'm here. I'm going to break down some Pirates games as of late, and uh, we're just going to just going to have a nice little conversation in general. So, quite predictably, the Pirates, uh, they struggled in Cincinnati this weekend, to say the least. They were swept in four games. Um, three of those games, well, not three, two of those games were blowout losses. One was just your average seven to four loss. And then today, they lost three to two. Uh, yeah, the Pirates have had zero success against the Reds this season. In total, they're one and nine against the Reds. They've been outscored 82 to 26 in those 10 games. So they're basically on average losing like eight to two, eight to three or so. It's a minus 56 run differential against the Reds only, which is uh, interesting. And in total this year, the Pirates' run differential is minus 175. So if you took the Reds out of there, it would still be bad, but not nearly as bad. Um, Just looking at it here, Thursday night, Pirates lost 7-4. And in that game, let me see here click the wrong game here in the seven to four loss um who started for the pirates that was will crow and crow the stat line did not look good at all uh four innings pitched gave up eight hits seven runs only three earned struck out five walked two gave up three home runs he just had a really terrible inning and uh the pirates lost seven to four in the second game just a blowout ten to nothing Last night, the Pirates kept it close for a little bit, but then the Reds, uh, they took it away, and they won 11-3. In the 10-0 game, just looking here, JT Brubaker sadly had a really awful start. Um, He was terrible in July, but it looked like, you know, in his last start, he kind of bounced back a little bit, had a nice start. But in this one, five innings pitched, eight earned runs given up. The ERA on the season is almost at five, which is pretty crazy considering, you know, he he was sitting in that three to four range for most of the season. But his last six or so starts, besides the one, his previous start to Saturday's start, I believe it was Saturday or Friday. I don't even remember. But uh, he's been really terrible. That's That's just... That's just how it's been, and it's kind of weird because, you know, two months ago you think JT Brubaker might be someone who could be a part of this future rotation, and, I mean, I don't know if that's the case anymore. I still I still have confidence in him, but it's just – it's crazy how far he's fallen off so fast, and uh, the ERA is at 495, and he has, he has looked – rough and the Reds just pretty much ate him alive uh last night Saturday night more the same uh Mitch Keller pitched and 
you know, on the positive end, went five innings, did give up four earned runs, walked four, struck out four, gave up seven hits. Uh, he had one pretty bad inning. That third inning, uh, he gave up three runs. But, uh, yeah, the Pirates, I mean, got blown out again, just looking at it. Uh, Brian Reynolds, you know, he almost hit for the cycle, but whatever. The Pirates lost 11-3. to uh, The bullpen got blown up, too. Chris Stratton only pitched a third of an inning, gave up four earned runs. All of, all of a sudden, his ERA is creeping up towards four. But, uh, yeah, Mitch Keller, 3-9 and nine on the year, 7-plus ERA. Just more... More not good performances from Mitch Keller in the two starts that he's been back, but uh, whatever. And then today in the three to two loss, I will say, uh, looking at the positives here, Bryce Wilson in his second Pirates start looked pretty solid. Uh, six innings pitched, three earned runs given up, and and for the three runs he gave up, all came in the fourth inning. He was a bit unlucky in the fact that Jesse Winker let off the inning with a bloop double that was not hit hard. And then uh, that was followed up by a bloop single. Joey Votto hit what was almost a bomb. He had a missile off the right center field fence, hit it so hard. He only got a single out of it. But, um, you know, just one bad inning from Wilson. But overall – he looked pretty solid and in his first start I was a little I was a little nervous I guess you could say because I saw that he had zero strikeouts well today he had seven strikeouts and um you know watching him pitch this was the first time I really got to sit down and watch him pitch for a full start I like what he has to bring he's got you know he's got the sinker that moves in on righties fastball touches mid 90s at times he mostly sits in the low 90s he has a nice little slider that plays off of the sinker he's pretty much a Ray Searage uh dream if you will um but he he was pretty solid and um I liked what I saw from him today and but you know the Pirates offense just pretty much did nothing Cabrian Hayes though uh he had a home run today you love to see that. He's kind of been struggling as of late, but he had two hits today. The Pirates, I mean, it is what it is. At this point in the year, they are now 41-71. and 71. Um, I already mentioned the run differential. There's, there's a real chance that the Pirates could uh, nosedive far enough to maybe where perhaps they're back in the conversation for that number one overall pick. The Arizona Diamondbacks have been holding that down pretty much all season, and they have just been absolutely horrible. They're 35-77, and 77, so the Pirates are still six games up on the Diamondbacks for that number one overall pick, and the Pirates are also better than the Texas Rangers, who are 39-72, and 72, so they're only a game and a half up on them, and then they're two games up on Baltimore, who is 38 38- and 72 so right now the pirates have a clear they have a grasp on that number four pick looking at it because uh better than them who would get the fifth pick i believe is the miami marlins who are 47 and 65 so they're about you know six or so games up on the pirates and 
So as of right now, it's looking like the Pirates are going to get a top four pick. There's definitely a chance they get two. They're very close to two, and you never know. Uh, The Diamondbacks have been absolutely dreadful this year, and they play in the division that has three 60-plus win teams at the moment, three teams that will probably make the playoffs. I think Arizona is going to hold down that number one overall pick for the rest of the year. But, uh, you know, we'll just see how bad it gets for the Pirates. 30 games under 500 at this point. And we've kind of been saying this all year since the Pirates have not really been in contention at all this year. You're just trying to look for some positives and you're trying to look for things to build on. And you try to look for players that you think could be a part of the next winning team. And uh, I will say... I, I do like what I've been seeing from some of these new Pirates. I like uh, Hoy Park. He's been nice. Went hitless today, struck out twice. But with him, I think it's interesting that he can play so many positions. He's played second base, shortstop, center field, left field. I believe some right field already just with the Pirates. And, I mean defensively it looks like he can handle all of those positions well enough I mean it's probably not a gold glover by any means but he has he hasn't made any uh glaring mistakes so I like what I see from Park um Anthony Alford is now back with the major league team I wouldn't mind seeing him get some more starts he had three hits in his uh return game and he had a hit today struck out twice but um you know at this point, if you had to ask me, Anthony Alford or Kai Tom, who is going to return soon, I'll take Alford a million times out of a million. Um, I'll take Alford over, you know, starts from probably Gregory Polanco at this point. It pains me to say it. It always does. But, you know, you look at it, Polanco's at 203, 284, 360. He's just, it is what it is. He hits the occasional home run, and when he does, it's beautiful. But Gregory Polanco is just – he is – he's pretty much washed. Um, But, you know, Brian Reynolds is a real – he's a real light on this team. It's kind of hard to find some light. But Reynolds is legit one of the best players in the National League this season. Like, legit. Top five in F-war. Um if he were on a better team, he would definitely be getting more national attention. But to do what he's doing in this lineup with the lack of talent around him, I mean, that that is just impressive in itself. But, um, yeah, the Major League team, it's not really that great. Obviously, it's pretty terrible. And looking at the schedule uh, going ahead, moving forward, they are off. Tomorrow, I believe. And let me see. They're off tomorrow, but then they will play versus the Cardinals on Tuesday, starting a little home stand. I'm trying to pull up the schedule here. But Tuesday, we get Stephen Brault in his second start, who looked pretty pretty decent in his first start, uh, pitched four innings. Through 75 pitches, but uh, they get him against former Pirates legend and new Cardinal Jay Happ. So it'll be a battle of the lefties. 
On Wednesday, we get Will Crow again. He'll face off against the Pirates' father, Adam Wainwright, who has owned the Pirates over his whole career. And then Thursday, the getaway game, it's an afternoon one. JT Brubaker will pitch for the Pirates, and there is no listed starter as of right now for the Cardinals on ESPN. This upcoming weekend, next weekend, I guess you could say, because it's still the weekend now, Pirates host the Brewers. And, I mean, as we've seen, the Brewers have been absolutely destroying the Pirates this season. But we'll see. Uh, Mitch Keller, Bryce Wilson, and then Steven Brault again. That That's who will be pitching for the Pirates against the Brewers. A lot of divisional games uh, in this month. Looking a little farther ahead, the Pirates will travel to Los Angeles uh, in the middle of the month. Then they'll be at St. Louis. Versus Arizona at home, that'll be an opportunity to kind of move up the tank standings or move down, depending on how you look at it. But uh, the Pirates were swept by the Diamondbacks, so we'll see what happens. Um, Right now, I'm going to have join with us for a little bit. It's my good pal, Joe. I'm going to invite him up to speak real quick. Um Joe knows his Pirates, and he's been on the pod before. Joe, how's it going? How do you feel about these buckos? Um, yeah, I'm good. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I mentioned to you I didn't get to watch uh, much of the, the series against the Reds. Um, blacked out down here in Kentucky. Thanks, MLB TV. Thanks, but, MLB. Yeah, yeah. Um, nothing new, I guess. Uh, we're hoping that uh, – once the Pirates come out of this rebuild, the Cincinnati won't be a, such a house of whores um, as it's been the right. past few years, and and at times when they were last good. Um, but yeah, uh, <laughs> I'm I'm good. Otherwise, cool. So how how are you feeling about you know the trade deadline, some of the deals we made, the system as a whole, the organization as a whole. Um, we kind of touched on it too, the whole 40 man roster crunch. How are you feeling about everything? Yeah. Got any hot takes for me? Um, well, I, I, I think it's, it's interesting that, um, it, people have noted that a lot of the return in the trades that the Charrington got was closer to the majors than, um, the trades he made over the off season. And, um, I, I think that that's, interesting i, I kind of like that and i i also honestly like that you can't say that he has like a a type you know we we kind of yeah. got hung up sometimes on neil huntington trading for a quantity of uh you know triple a closer to the majors guy low low ceiling guys um instead of the type of return that charrington got over the off season but uh with what they got at the deadline it's um guys closer a bit but I, I think it's good that you know to see that he doesn't have a type he's he's just going to acquire whatever he thinks is is the best deal and um uh the fraser uh return with uh oh man i'm i'm gonna butcher to tuca pito yep. um, i i like him uh you know as maybe best case scenario he is kind of uh adam fraser type seems like but mm-hmm. um looks like if he keeps some power then then he'll be a you know a real above average starter at at second base and um and then of, of course it's it is exciting to have a you know guy like Clay Holmes traded for guys that well at least one guy that will be you know 
playing down the stretch here in, in Hoy Park. And I like that just as a little, you know, get what you can for a middle reliever that, that's not going to be around much longer and um, have something to look forward to uh, the rest of the year. And, you know, just just to have stuff like that to be excited about, you know, switching out Eric Gonzalez roster spot for, for Hoy Park. That's, yep. you know, it's just uh, something to look forward to as a Pirates fan, even if they're, even if they're losing, which again, that's fine by me. You mentioned it that, uh, that they might make a run at the first pick, but um, you know, I'm fine with all the losing as, as long as the important players keep, uh, you know, progressing. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I agree with that. And yeah, you mentioned it. Um, the Pirates, they did a little house cleaning with the roster here. Um, obviously, Alford was called up. Philip Evans optioned to AAA, so no more Philip Evans for now. And like you said, Eric Gonzalez, imagine getting reinstated from the 10-day IL and immediately you're just DFA'd. That kind of sucks for him. I, I'm... I'm a little sad about Eric Gonzalez because, you know, like last year I kind of – I saw a little bit of hope in the fact that it seemed like he did have some power and he could hit at times. And obviously fielding, he was amazing. But the thing is, like, at the end of the day, he just couldn't hit. And not only could he not hit, he refused to draw walks. So he uh, – I don't imagine he's going to be claimed. So perhaps he'll – get some time in triple a but yeah um i i do i like i like i like the roster right now in terms of the new blood um rodolfo castro i mean i enjoy uh i enjoy when he hits home runs his his slugging's still at uh two or uh 483 even though you know he's 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 hitting 207 getting on base at 270 clip but uh He's really raw. He's intriguing. The power is there. There's definitely flashes of talent, but he definitely just needs to get some experience and kind of tighten up his game, both at the plate and in the field, because he's he's kind of had a rough time at second base a little bit here. But um, yeah, I, I, I wonder. I, I I haven't seen anything about or like what Charrington has said about why. I'm curious just why he is this guy who's going from double a to the majors i'm i i mean obviously he was on the 40 man at the start of the season i guess that's probably part of it but it's interesting to me that he he keeps uh well he's only been optioned back to the minors twice i guess but back to double a i'm wondering if if that'll keep up or if uh maybe he'll get a look at triple a here and i i would think he'll probably be optioned back down at some point before september yeah that's a good point, and it is funny because he's the only guy that they've called up straight from Double A, and he hasn't played a game in Triple A. But uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know what the deal is with him. I'm not sure. I mean, like thinking about it, maybe, maybe he is optioned at some point. But then I would assume he'll be back in September, regardless for September call ups. Um, but yeah, it's. Like I like seeing his name in the everyday lineup. I like seeing Park in mostly the everyday lineup, although it seems like Derek Shelton really doesn't like playing him against lefties, which I don't understand because he actually hit lefties decently well in AAA. But um, I mean, we still got to give Kevin Newman at-bats for whatever reason, which, yikes. But, yeah, I'm excited to see 
those guys get some everyday at bats. And then even in the minors, like I am excited for when Tukapita gets his chance. Um, he's been with Indy so far, 42 at bats. Um, he has some hits. I do like that he has the same number of walks and strikeouts, seven apiece. So he's, uh, like you said, and kind of, I, I was saying the same thing basically when they got him. He does kind of remind me of like a new Adam Frazier. And it was funny. I saw a highlight today. He like mastered the, the slap bunt to second base where it's like a slow roller and he can beat it out. But, um, oh yeah, that was, that was sick. I saw, I saw that. That's kind of nice. So, yeah, we'll see when he gets a chance. We'll see when Michael Chavis gets a chance. He, I mean, in his 20 at-bats only so far with Indianapolis, he has two home runs. He's been actually hitting the hell out of the ball. So, I mean, at the same time, though, 20 at-bats, he has six strikeouts and one walk. But um, we'll see if he gets a chance. I, The thing with him, it's weird. So he plays first base. He plays some second. I want to see – I wish he could play some right field maybe. Um, you know, it's funny, like, positional flexibility. It seems like teams just don't – they don't really give a shit anymore when it comes to this guy plays a position. He has to play this position, and he has to be ready to play this position. Like, I was looking at it. Josh Bell played right field today for the Nationals. Uh, <laughs> I saw Mookie Betts had a start at second base this past week, like we could just throw Chavis out in right field. It's, it'll be fine. Uh, so I, yeah. I'd like to see him like that when he gets a chance. Uh, Cole Tucker, actually, I'm looking at his numbers now. He, the batting average sucks. He's at 246, but the off base, 364. So maybe Cole Tucker gets another chance. I don't, I don't really know. Um, if he's done, done quite yet, he's definitely walking on thin ice here career wise. He needs to, get it together but uh he'll definitely get i would imagine he'll get some sort of chance down the stretch um yeah yeah i yeah. think i mean i've 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 seen stuff that, that i guess his numbers the past month or so have been pretty good and i i wouldn't mind giving him a another chance as well um uh, he kind of falls into the eric gonzalez camp of man he just looks like he should be a great baseball player and um you know i i think charrington's willing to uh to try him out a little more. I don't, I don't think uh, he's, he's, you know, passed, you know, been passed up by other guys. I think they're, they're still going to give him a shot. Um, and, and I'm, I'm all for that. I, it, it will be interesting to see how they manage. You mentioned Chavis um, and just throwing him out in right field. What uh, I kind of forgot about him till this week. What would you do the rest of the year with um, Colin Moran? Obviously a guy who can, only play first base and um a guy that's not a part of the future plans but hasn't played much this year due to injury and maybe somebody they'd like to trade so i'm it's gonna be hard to balance i guess playing uh younger guys and and maybe getting him enough at bats to build value yeah it's definitely a good question i think at this point he's probably i would assume that he's still just gonna get you know every day at bats but like I kind of hinted at too, he is he is blocking Michael Chavis, who could be getting some looks at first base. But I mean, with Moran, you look at um, is he going to be a free agent? Probably 
not going to be a free agent in 2024, so he still has some, uh, has some game control. He's probably not a part of the future plan, so I, he's kind of like a Gregory Pole camp, where it's like they are with are at this place, and, um, you know, we'll see. Moran, like we said, has uh, he still has years of control, so he'll probably be on the team next year, I would assume, unless they find a trade partner, which I wouldn't say his value is especially high at the moment. He's been, I mean, he was better last year. I just think this was kind of a lost season for Colin Moran, unfortunately. And it sucked, too, because Colin Moran looked really, really great in April. And he kind of does tend to get off the hot starts and look great in April. But I think I think the, the injuries have really derailed his season. And, you know, you look at it now, the OPS Plus is at 102. So he's slightly above league average as a hitter. But when you consider he plays first base, that's not nearly good enough. Um, I don't know. I don't know what they should do with them, though. I like. I guess. I guess we're at the point where these last two months of the season this year, it, it's basically just a repeat of the sixty-game season last year, where the season was a glorified spring training. So maybe, maybe everyone gets three or so starts a week, um, and there is no real set everyday lineup, and you, you just kind of. You kind of see what you got with everyone. Um, but I would. I would like to see some of these other guys get opportunities. And, I mean, you just look at the lineup today. So, like, Hayes and Reynolds, they're playing every day. Like, they just are because they are they are the future. They're the core right now. Like, they're, they're the main talent on this team. But shortstop, left field, right field, first base, uh, second base, those should all be shuffled in and out, you know. Maybe Cool Tucker plays some right field, left field, slash shortstop. Same thing with Park. He's kind of one of those utility guys that can play multiple positions. I mentioned Chavis. Um, Marcano, when he comes up, get him some reps in the middle infield. We'll see what they do with Castro. They have names that they can put in, and it'll be interesting to see how they kind of divvy out the playing time down the stretch. But I just think everyone needs to get – opportunities at this point because the games don't matter one bit so it's it's weird though because like when you think about like next year I mentioned this on the last pod I think next year you need to start you need to start seeing the the uh the rebuild on the uptick since Sherrington has gotten here it's been a clear strategy of we're ripping it down to the studs rip it down rip it down gain assets gain assets well you can only do that for so long there needs to be a point where it's like all right now it's time to actually build and i think they do have a good start with hayes and reynolds um but you know this team can't be a 60 win team again next year i need to see some improvement i need to see some others um you know, called up and producing, and I need to see who else is going to be on the next future winning team. At this point, I would say it's just Hayes and Reynolds, and that's it. And for the rest, it's audition time, and we'll see. But there needs to be some improvement moving forward. And for these last two weeks, I mean two months of the year, we'll just see maybe who gains an edge to perhaps be a starter next year. 
I, I think that's what it's all about, honestly, at this point. Still with me, Joe? I don't know where Joe went. Um, he'll be back here in a second. So, yeah, just looking at it, um, I got some minor league. I got some minor league stats pulled up, and I was just kind of browsing through each level. And, uh, you know, I'll just start one second here. Uh, we got We got Joe back. I believe I'm not sure I was looking at AAA and AAA hitting wise. There's really not a lot to be excited about uh, besides, besides Marcano who will probably get uh, called up soon. But I mean, that's about it. And Chavis, but you look at it. I mean, Kevin Kramer still, I don't think he's with the team anymore, but I'm, I'm I'm just looking at his stats. Um, Pitching wise in AAA. uh, It's just, it's it, it is what it is. There's there's not really much um to get excited about either. Um perhaps Miguel Yahure, you hope that he gets back soon and gets some chances, but in triple A there's really not a lot. When you get to double A though, Joe, are you back with us? Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure what happened. It just stopped picking me up. Oh, you're good. Uh, right now, I'm just kind of running through the minor leagues at this point, and I was saying AAA, there's really not a lot. We touched on Chavis and Marcano, but other than that, and then, like, Yaray whenever he returns, but there's there's not a lot to get excited about in AAA right now. So I'm down to AA. Let me ask you this. Matthew Frazier really didn't know who he was yeah. season, and he has really emerged uh, I don't know if he's really been recognized as a as someone who is climbing the prospect rankings, but the dude has been – he was the best player at single A, high A Greensboro, and he got called up to double A. And so far with them, he's 6 for 15, looks really good. Do you have, do you have anything – do you have any thoughts on Matthew Frazier, center fielder? Um, I mean, the only thought is that uh... – I mean, it's good to see a guy like that, um, you know, come out of nowhere and start tearing it up. Also good that he's been promoted, and so far it's only a week or so in, but he's been killing it there because he is a little older. I think he was 2019 draft maybe as a, a college guy. Out of... Okay. Yeah, but, um, but yeah, I mean, that's exciting that, you know – they they don't have terrific outfield depth in the in the minors, so it's it's good to see like just a breakout prospect like that, and it it all seems real. I mean, from you know, I I see the clips that are posted and stuff, and he he definitely obliterates some balls, you know. Um, so so yeah, I mean that's exciting, and if and if he's a legit center fielder, that's even better, um, especially mm-hmm. with a um, being closer to the majors than uh, any of the other guys, uh, and with. Swaggery getting getting hurt and being knocked out the rest of the year earlier. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah, it'd be cool to have a guy like that maybe be able to be knocking on the door next year. Because um, it does seem like a, a lot of the guys to be excited about are are infield prospects. Um, so yeah, I mean that that's that's thrilling, and he seems like a a cool guy. Just seeing some clips and stuff of him getting excited, hitting hitting the nukes should be a fun guy to root for. Heck yeah. And yet you kind of mentioned that the outfield depth in the organization 
rotation isn't great, but I will say in Altoona specifically, there are a few interesting outfielders. Um, we mentioned Frazier, obviously. Jack Sawinski, who was acquired in the – was it the Frazier? Was it the Frazier deal? Or was it uh, – Yeah, I think so. Yeah. He came, I, yeah, I believe so. He came from the Padres. Right, and he's uh, he's been pretty solid with Altoona so far. I mean, only 34 at-bats, but the only <clears> base, over 400. He only has one home run, but he he's a guy – seems like the Pirates have been getting these guys that strike out a lot, but they also walk a lot, which I love. So he's an interesting prospect. Cal Mitchell, he's kind of floated under the radar. Looking at it this year, I mean, he has 11 home runs, slugging close to 450. He's he's a he's a guy. He's a top 20 prospect in this organization. Uh, he's interesting to me. Then you got Cannon Smith. Do you know how to say the last part of his last name? I believe it's Njigba. Njigba. Nice. His on base, over 400 as well, 206 at-bats. So that's quite a sample size there. Um, they have some interesting some interesting, uh, some prospects, outfield yeah. prospects. Yeah, yeah, those guys at Altoona have uh, especially been been uh, interesting, and I'm, I'm excited to, to see if they keep hitting because they, you know, they seem, uh, especially Mitchell, a guy that, that could have some power. Um, yeah going over the Clemente wall there someday. Um, and I, I guess uh, the scouting reports, at least on Mitchell and uh, Suwinski, is that probably not great defensively. But, but hey, we'll see if we uh, have a DH here in a couple of years that we won't have to worry about that. Right. Yeah, just looking at Altoona in general, at this point, for the remaining of the year, remainder of the year, it might be more fun to see a curve game than a Pirates game because you look at some of these names, a lot of the guys they acquired in trades, like Diego Castillo, Carter Bins, um, those are interesting, interesting players. And then you pair that with the players we mentioned. And there's obviously Mace Martin. O'Neill Cruz is still hurt, but he'll be back. I hope at some point this year. Double A Altoona is that's a fun team. It really is. And then on the pitching side, you look at it. Uh, sadly, Ronzi, R- Rowanzi. That's actually that's that's the name, but uh, he he'll be back at some point. Um, Omar Cruz is kind of interesting. He was recently called up, I believe, and uh, he was acquired in the Joe Musgrove trade. He's pretty decent, so they definitely have an interesting team down there now. And uh, I'm excited to see, you know. Once those guys get caught up to AAA, then you can you can kind of see the light at the end of the tunnel. And once some of these AA guys start trickling up to the majors, that's when we'll get a good look at um, just how well these prospects play and develop for the future. So AA is yeah. for sure. And then single A is, I would say, an equally as fun team. You got Nick Gonzalez, who today hit two bombs, including one that went out of the stadium. Uh, he's been pretty solid all year. Besides, he was injured for a while there, but uh, he's back. And, you know, two home runs today. Uh, Paguero, the shortstop, awesome as well. He had, like, what was it last week? Five home runs in four games. Yeah. Uh, I would say he's still kind of raw. The numbers aren't great, but he's he's definitely a player and a, a really solid uh, player in the in the organization prospect. 
tons of upside. So you have like those two guys. Uh, Frazier, who obviously he just got called up. He was really solid. Um, but single A is definitely fun. And then on the pitching side, single A, you still have uh, is Priest, yeah, Priester's up. He's been yeah. pretty solid. He kind of started slow but turned it on. Um, you know, Carmen Molodzinski, he was drafted last year, I believe. He's been really good. There's just a lot of players in double A and single A that, that get me excited for, you know, three years from now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and it's good that the, to take it back to, uh, kind of the start of this Bryce Wilson started today, who of course they traded for. And, um, you notice we didn't start mentioning many pitching prospects till we got the double A and, and single A here. And that right. is the one. Yeah. We, where next year we probably won't even really have much to look forward to then, but it, it does seem like they're doing some interesting stuff at the lower levels that, you know, I'm sure the player development's figuring something out because some of the, the stat lines, um, you know, that, that, that you'll see at Bradenton and, um, even like the DSL leagues that, that you'll see, um, they, they seem to be getting, you know, some gems out of guys with not a lot of pedigree. So, um, it'll be interesting yeah. to see if, if they can keep developing those guys and, you know, that, that will be the last piece to come, uh, you know, for the big league team. It, it seems like they're, it's pretty barren in, in triple a right now. Yeah. Like, like I said, besides your hooray, who I hope next year is a part of the pretty much everyday rotation. Um, I, I, yeah, I like it's him basically for the next few years to get excited about for uh, pitching prospects. But you know, you look at it, um, you look at all the minor league teams. I mean, Indianapolis—they're—they're they're not great. They're forty-one and forty-two, but that's obviously the least uh, least talented team in the system. I'm trying to find. Um, all the other records, uh, Altoona, 45 and 37. They're solid. I know, um, the grasshoppers, they, they've been really good. They're 52 and 32. So, I mean, that they've been kind of really great in their league. And then, uh, Bradenton, I'm looking at it here. They are, where are they at? Where's Bradenton? Um, I can't find them right now, but I'm pretty sure they're pretty solid. Uh, but yeah, the, the minor leagues are—they're—they've been nice. They really have. Um, here's Bradenton. Bradenton is 15 and 32, so they're really nice too. So I mean, the minor league teams are good. That's that's definitely a good sign. And um, let me ask you this, and then we could probably wrap it up here. So next year, you look at it. You look at this team. Like, who would you expect to be a part? of next year's rotation because I look at it, I'm thinking Bryce Wilson will probably have a chance to, to start the rest of the year. I guess it's an audition for next year. You got Chad Cool and Steven Brault. Maybe one of those guys gets traded in the off season. And then you just kind of have, you know, the Will Crows and Mitch Keller. We'll see what happens. And, um, you know, it's, there, there, there's not a lot of good players right now, but 
what what can we look forward to next season rotation wise? Do you think maybe they like sign someone, another Tyler Anderson like deal? Um, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I would, I guess, um, I I I would be looking for cool probably to be traded in the off season, but I hope they bring Brault back. Um, yeah, I I just personally like rooting for for Brault, and um, obviously. Doesn't have much of a chance to build up much the rest of this season, so um, they might want to hold and, and see what they have going into next season with him. Um, and I, you know, it's good to just have a, a guy like that around um, as as younger guys come up as well. Um, but then, yeah, other than that, I I think we'll. I, I definitely hope we see Wilson. I'd slot him ahead of Keller or you know Max Cranick at this point. Um, That's yeah. Um, he was. Right. Uh, he yeah. Yeah. No, I think he got option back down. Yeah. Um, either way, though, I think like, look at it and basically stretch the Pirates have. I'll say seven starters that will all probably get some starts. Um, it's. It's obviously Brault and Cole. They're the "quote unquote" veteran guys, um, and then you have Pro. You have the Will Crow and Mitch Ellers, young, intriguing guys. Had Max or uh, uh, Mitch Keller fallen into the pro discussion, but they're young and flashes overall. They're just, um, I guess, bro, all five. Pitchers not named Cool or Brault in that discussion because with Cool and Brault, pretty much know what you have. They're probably they're back. Maybe we'll see Cool. Maybe we'll see Chad Cool move the bullpen at some point. But um, you have five guys basically. I would say, I would say there's five guys uh, competing for two or three spots next year, and that is Crow, Wilson, Keller, uh, Kranich, and, well, I guess, I don't know. JT is the other one. Like, has he locked up a spot for himself in the rotation next year? Like, if he just continues nosediving and finishes the season with, like, a six ERA, I don't know what we do with him either. It's it's crazy because he was, he, was he was the rock for – for a, a while this, yeah, this year. Yeah, um, it's been a little bit disappointing. And, you know, you have to keep in mind that this has been more innings. I think he's probably passed however many innings, many innings he threw last year. So right. Maybe he's just hitting a wall, and this is a product of the, you know, shortened season last year. Um, and what uh, you talked about, he was great at the start of the year. So um, I'd, I'd put him back in just to make sure. He looks like a starter, and, you know, Seems like he has the the pitches to be a starter. Yeah, that's fair. I, I don't I don't know what you do with Keller. I, I guess let him keep starting, but he might look really nice in a in a relief role at this point. Um, I, I think he could be good at that, but um, I, I assume they'll keep trying him. That we. Interesting happens down the stretch. 
that's a good spot for us. So I thank you for with me today. We'll be back. Is it Thursday? There's an off day. We'll be back Thursday to the Virus Cardinal series. And, um, that's the thing. We'll see what fires opportunities future um that question um but uh Jim, thank you for coming you could probably if you want to start a Joe V Twitter plug hello under zero J O L O underscore zero. Follow me on Twitter at Nathan underscore Hirsch, H U R S H, and follow Bucks Dugout, of course, on Twitter at Bucks Dugout. I'm Nathan Hirsch. Thank you all for listening and uh, have a great rest of your day. Go Pirates. Peace out.